0: Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we
1: speak. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D.
2: Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back Crackin' Wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything
1: you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com.
0: Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. I'm Andre Gower. And I'm Ryan Lambert. And you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast.
2: What up, nerds? Brad here, just jumping in on this episode to let you know that I have a new movie coming out this Sunday, August 11th, at the C Film Center called Solve for X. Solve for X. Come see it at the C Film Center, August 11th at 830 Buy your tickets online at denverfilm.org.
0: to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con 2020 and beyond. I am Ryan, and today it's a lonely room because it's only Zach and I. No fucking way! <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's this, damn true. This
2: is the Hobbs and Shaw of the Real yeah. Nerds Podcast yeah. <laughs> here. We will
0: never work well together. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, <laughs> we go to... A movie, and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw Fast and Furious presents a Universal Pictures production in
2: association with Comcast <laughs> Company,
0: uh, Hobbs and Shaw,
2: a division of Walt Disney Corporation. Eventually, yeah,
0: it it, uh, it really the title really reminds me of Marvel's The Avengers, kind of. Now, just do you want to know what it reminds me of? Another Universal
2: property, American Pie presents Band Camp, <laughs> totally. <a> Naked Mile. <laughs> what
0: is this? The only presents. Uh like w- that actually says presents that's been theatrically released? I um, I think so because Ooh. I that too and is it really necessary? N- Everybody knows who these guys are, right? No, but it's branding. I uh, I no. get
2: it. I mean like you know what sucks though? My ticket says Fast Furious. It doesn't say Hobbs Shaw mm. or Hobbs, sh- yeah. you know, like, the Bullshit. way it cuts off. Like if I go to the Did you go to the Alamo yeah. for it? So it just says Fast and Furious presents, right?
0: Uh, I I don't know. I do my season pass, so it <sighs> It just shows up on my phone. That's right. I forgot. You're lucky. <laughs> That's right.
2: Um, no, yeah, but uh, yeah, we saw Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw and uh, Martha, Marcy, May Marlene.
0: Yeah. Uh, stay tuned, because we're going to tell you should see the film or not, and then we're going to play the trailer and spoil it. And there's actually spoilers in this film, so.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. It, well, there are Fast and Furious-esque spoilers <laughs> yeah. in
0: the Well, there's also some cameos in it that. Yeah, we'll kind get to that. <laughs> of, like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah, stay tuned for that. We also talk about movies we've been watching, movie news, and movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Zach, because mm-hmm. we haven't, um, you and I don't do these very often together. No, I know. Um, like
2: I said, this is the Hobbs and Trump. Like I feel like I am a state Statham, and you are uh, The Rock. Sweet. <laughs> um, And then I, I just don't know... Who Idris Elba is in this particular situation? Maybe it's James. He's Black Superman. He's Black Superman. He's Black Superman. <laughs> yeah. I am Black Superman. Oh, God. Um, we'll we'll talk about this movie. But anyway, you were going to put uh, me on the spot.
0: Yeah, so um, people may or may not know that you've lost 100 pounds?
2: Uh, No, 70, so, 70 to 80. So, um, I can't remember the exact number right so now. So pretty good.
0: Yeah. And I just thought it'd be a good opportunity to share this with people just maybe really quickly. Because one of the things that you're doing that I think might help people who listen to the show mm-hmm. is you go to VASA and you run or do you just walk?
2: Um, it depends. Uh, um, so, uh, so, yeah, quick quick recap on it. I do VASA Fitness, um, which <laughs> it's not necessarily to give them a plug. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're, but, they're a great gym. But uh, what
0: I was thinking is because you do their cinema uh-huh. and they play a movie there and that's helped you, correct? Yeah, uh, exactly. And yeah. stay on track. And so um, what um, – What made you decide that you were going to just do this? And I mean, because I mean, people can't see it, but you look really good. And um, I think we should, you know, celebrate that.
2: Well, first of all, really good is a subjective thing. (laughs) I mean, like, you you see me with sparkling eyes and diamonds around me. I do. Um, (laughs) um, No, um, I'll tell you though, like, because I didn't start doing it right away. I initially started working out because I was 300 pounds. Um, I had just had an injury, I was recovering from an injury with my foot. And I was still drinking. So I was like, well, I, I want to start doing something to improve myself. And I started watching Netflix on my uh, phone. And I was like, man, I'd love to count the calories sometime. Cut to, I want to say, October. I'm already like, I've kicked the alcohol four months in. Uh, I've lost about 30 pounds uh, just from stopping the drinking and stopping the soda. And then Beetlejuice was scheduled to play. And I was like, I haven't watched Beetlejuice in a while. Um, and I watched it again and I remember the first time I reviewed it, I said like, yeah, it doesn't hold up for me the Mm. same way, but I got a lot of mileage out of it. Like Mm. I got like 840 something calories out of it, which was good at the time. I've actually started by doing walking, um, and kind of like speed walking a little bit, like just go at your own pace. Mm. It wasn't until later that I was able to run to it. Now I, I, at the very least need to hit four miles within the first hour as my personal goal, um, And then whatever happens after that, because basically the uh, treadmill resets. Uh, It doesn't go up to a two-hour limit or anything like that. So I'll stop it, take a cool down, and then restart it. And then if I don't hit four miles in an hour on the second run, it's totally fine. Uh, But I do manage to be able to, um, at the very least, add an incline or, you know, try to, you know, see if I can improve upon each time. So... Um, there's not really a set method to it, um, which I'm trying to figure out how to make it a little more consistent to that degree. Um, I've tried doing it with bike and it is tough because your ass starts to hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I'll tell you, I tried to do it with Gidget. They showed Gidget at the, the, uh, have you ever heard of this? It's a, yeah, yeah, the surfing movie. Yeah. And now I had seen it once and I was like, that's enough for me. And then I was like, well, I'll rewatch this. And I sat on my bike uh, on the bike and I was doing it. And my, I was just like, man, my butt hurts and and this movie is not as good as it was when I was a kid. And it was not that good when I was a kid. So like, it just, there are certain things. I think the ultimate challenge, if I were to ever like, like before I like, you know, hanging up for good, if ever, which I don't think I'd ever would, but it would be to do a Stairmaster to Lord of the Rings. Cause that would be probably the ultimate workout that coincides with the actual movements of the characters in the movie. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't know though like I mean it I, I encourage people who have been reaching out cuz you're not like the only one to bring it up like I had people bring, bring bringing it up um go to Vaza like it, there is a membership for like 20 bucks that's what gets you into fitness cinema um and uh the and they they run the movie all day and then they switch to another movie the next day and they have a whole lineup um for each month uh in March they did Marvel month so they showed a lot of MCU a little bit of Ghost Rider, a little bit of X Men Origins Wolverine, and a dash of Wonder Woman, even though that's not Marvel. Mm. Um, so, I, and, and, you know, I, me having been on this show so long, when I saw that Wonder Woman is there, I was like, she got Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then I was like, but it's Wonder Woman, so I'll have fun with it. Um, but yeah, so I hope that answered your question. I think I really. Yeah, I was just curious.
0: Woman. And how often a week do you go?
2: Um, well, it's a little, it's been a little rough the past couple of weeks, but I try to do it once a week. Um, and if I don't do a fitness cinema, I need to try to do at least a two hour workout. So about 45 minutes of cardio, as much resistance as I can, and then wrap it up with the remainder in, um, cardio. So.
0: Nice. Well, I just uh, you know, I just wanted to highlight because you've been doing so well Mm -hmm. and um, that you only have to do it once a week for two hours a week. Yeah. And you can achieve goals. So good job, buddy.
2: Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I will tell you the the funnest one to do or (laughs) funnest isn't a word. The most fun to do uh, with fitness cinema was Top Gun. Fuck yeah! It it was it, and it's It's the soundtrack, right? Yeah, that's it. Because like none of (laughs) the that was a good one, but also I found "Take My Breath Away" to be a great running song. Like it was the one I wasn't expecting, and the theme itself, the (laughs) like when you open it up, like it's it's it gets you going. And uh, "Danger Zone," obviously. Um, You
1: say I'm crazy,
2: (laughs) um, and I actually I will say "Who Framed Roger Rabbit" was fun. Uh, but it's very hard to laugh on a treadmill. It's very hard to mm-hmm. laugh on a treadmill because you're just like, you're trying to, you, you know, you do rhythmic breathing or sometimes like, in sure. order to keep pace. And it's very hard to do that when a bunch of weasels are making funny jokes and then Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit's saying all the things he's love saying. the weasels in that movie. And then Bob Hoskins is like, you know, running around going, Roger. And it's, it's <laughs> you know, it, it makes you laugh too much. Um, yep. The one I wish they'd do, but they'll never do it because they don't do rated R movies and this sucks. It makes sense. I'd love for them um, to do... Um, Uh, uh, what? Um, uh, Pulp Fiction, Mm. because I think that would be a fun workout with the soundtrack. Yeah. But like, you know, they're not going to do rated R, and I totally get that. Well, I
0: mean, and that's a hard R. Yeah, that's a very hard R. That's not, you know, T two or something. You know, I
2: give people the option. I'm just like, if you're trying to do quote unquote fitness cinema, if you want to do fitness cinema after dark, just grab your tablet or your iPhone, start at the beginning of the movie, and just do the same thing you'd do if it was playing on the big screen. Yeah.
0: Every Wednesday, I do it, and I, I always. Uh, I do weight training and stuff for mm. strength because um, I I have to be strong in the job I do. Yeah. So, um, but I usually oh, you do too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I need to know if you went wearing a while. Um, I, I usually, candy ass. <laughs> I usually watch an episode of Friends or The mm-hmm. Office on my phone mm-hmm. um, for the cardio part. So do you? So do you just do a solid twenty minutes then? Right. Yeah, I, or maybe even less. I usually do sprinting. Mm. And then I stop and do weights. But, okay, um, no, that's the smart thing. Like, yeah.
2: w- like fitness cinema, I think is honestly just like, for me, it's if you are just needing to get a break for the day. I don't, buddy. Toys in the car, riding in toys with cars. <laughs> if you don't want to
0: play that, I'll put a show on for you to watch, buddy.
2: Um Riding in Cars with Toys. Yes. That was a Drew Barrymore movie. Oh no, no riding in boys. cars with yeah, z- see that's where I get yeah. it wrong. But no, um I just do it kind of like it does help with the weight loss. But um but it doesn't uh it's not a necessary requirement thing. Watch.
0: What do you want to watch? Trains. Okay. Trains. Yeah. It's um
2: i it, I think it's just also like you've gotta have fun with it, but like it is important to do resistance work, I've been finding too. Yeah, I know
0: it's uh you know, I mean,
2: I wouldn't be able to do my job if it weren't for, for resistance training. Like yeah. you, you're lifting furniture all the time; it's nuts. Um, but yeah, thank you for asking about that. It means a lot to me. Fuck. Um, <laughs> did you just say like, fuck into this. He did. He he is your son. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing.
1: And there, I'm the copter.
0: You're you're the copter.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right.
1: I said shoot in there, I'm the Crafter.
0: Don't shoot in there. I'm the. I don't know. Um, but
2: yeah, so no, that's fitness cinema in a nutshell. I mean, it's, like I say, like you, you really should try to start doing it with 90 minute films or like shorter films. Don't try to do, don't do what I did and do
0: inception too early.
2: Cause inception was a long asshole.
0: Yeah. You know, it's, it's more of just getting out and doing it. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to tie in, uh, we watch movies and that might be a good way if someone's looking for it to, um, yeah, help them out.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And you can do it at home too. Like yeah. by all means, like, yeah. Okay. Put an elliptical in front of your TV oh, or something. God, you know what? I found another one: Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two. Be fun. Army of Darkness as well. I, I guess any of the Raimi um, yeah, uh, flicks. Um, uh, well, simple plan. I probably wouldn't. Probably do that. not. That that one needs to be a sit down. That's yeah. where you sit down and go. It's I'm a good movie, for the day. It's a it, movie. It's
0: a great movie. Yeah. Um, it doesn't you sh- it? Doesn't have the Raimi trademark like balls of the wall stuff. No, no. But it's got a Coen Brothers kind it of. It does. I agree. I totally dig it. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, thank cool. You. So yeah, uh, Corinne sent in a new Catching the Classics with Corinne, and uh, here it is.
3: Hey nerds, Corinne here for part 21 of Catching the Classics, where I watch famous and popular movies I've never seen before and send in my review. Yeah, it's so weird to be back to normal Catching the Classics this time after doing my 10-week Miyazaki spinoff series, um, but yeah, we're we're back at it again. And this week I'm going to be tackling Dr. Zhivago. Yeah, the one from 1965. I've never seen it. um, But wow. Yeah, it's... Um, I liked it more than I thought I would. I know it's like 3 hours, 19 minutes, and yeah, some of that is, you know, overture and intermission. And so it ends up probably being more about right at 3 hours, but it's still... A pretty long movie, but it didn't feel as long as it was. There were some parts where it was kind of like, okay, we we speed this up here? But, um yeah, overall, I really liked it. Um Granted, I mean, I guess I grew up watching Gone with the Wind, so I'm kind of used to this whole, like, three-hour epic love story wrapped in this, like, war drama thing so that was kind of up my alley um but yeah it's it's kind of a bleak movie but also i mean it's it's good it's bleak a lot of it is bleak when they talk about the war and the life that people lived and the conditions that they had to endure and just yeah it's it kind of makes you feel sympathy for both sides both the reds and the whites it's like you know red the reds Obviously, like, communism, not good. Well, authoritarianism, communism, not good. But, you know, the ideal that the people were, you know, they were living in these horrible conditions and they were starving and they wanted equality or at least, you know, a better quality of life, you can't fault them for that. But on the other hand, the system that was instituted was not just either. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's just, yeah, it's a really heavy movie, but I think there's enough going on in it that it doesn't, it doesn't make it feel unwatchable for how dark it is. There's still a lot of, like, you know, humanity, um, in the story of, you know, love and triumph and loss, but in, like, a natural way, not in a, you know, war and grief sort of way anyway um the performances were all really good i was really hoping alec guinness was going to be in it more just because he was the only actor that i really knew except for the guy who plays komarovski i was like i swear his voice is like super familiar and i think when i heard him he just kind of sounds like anthony hopkins he's not obviously but i was like i just i feel like i know him from somewhere and he plays judd in oklahoma and i was like oh Maybe that's it, but oh, I absolutely detest that character. (laughs) Just that the whole first, what, 45 minutes or an hour where he's like doing that whole nonsense with Lara, and I was like, ugh. Ugh. I, I literally wanted to go, like, come through the screen and just like punch him in the face repeatedly. And I was kind of hoping he would get some sort of you know, narrative just desserts, and it's maybe kind of implied that he did, but not really, and I mean, whatever, sometimes in real life the bad guys win, right? So, yeah, um, I liked, I liked Zhivago, I liked, you know, I liked seeing all these characters and how, how complex they were, and how they kind of kept interacting with each other over different periods of time, and so it was a it was a good story and as far as I understand they kind of simplified it from the book bringing some elements and not others um just to simplify it for the movie but um I guess the I have a couple of qualms with it and I know again I know it's coming from the source material of the book um but I was really upset that Zhivago did not go with Lara and Komarovsky whenever they were at Yuliatin U- or whatever that one town, when he comes to pick them up at the house, and they're living at the house and he's writing his poems and Komarovsky comes in and he's like you know, stravnikov has been shot um, you know you guys have to come with me or otherwise Lara's gonna be killed and it's like, okay, so Zhivago pretends like he's gonna go so that Lara and her daughter will go with Komarovsky, but then he doesn't go with Komarovsky, it's Really stupid? It's like, why? I know you dislike the guy, but he's literally your best option for, like, freedom right now. Why couldn't you go with him? I mean, he just goes back to Moscow and suffers and dies. You could have gone with Komarovsky and stayed with Lara and maybe made sure that, you know, no more bullshit happened between those two. Oh my gosh, I was so pissed that Lara and Komarovsky... It's it's implied that they ended up together to some degree, and I'm like, I know she didn't have a lot of options, and it was war, and all this stuff was going on, but oh, please, like, why did she have to end up with that guy? Ugh. Um, and the other thing was the, um, the poems, like, they're mentioned at the beginning, but then they just kind of, like, the whole, like, he is a poet just kind of comes up randomly, Like, people keep saying he's a poet, but we don't ever see him write poetry up until the very end when he writes Lara. It's like, you know, it's the whole show-don't-tell thing. They don't do that. They tell you he's a poet over and over again, but we never see him write poetry. So, I think I would have been like, hey, can we show him writing more poems earlier in the story? And then when he writes Lara, it feels a little bit more earned. Because otherwise it just looks like he just started writing one day because he was bored. But, yeah. But um, the lighting in this movie is awesome. That scene where um, where they're at the hospital and Lara's ironing and um, Zhivago is, like, trying to kind of make the moves on her and he's, like, totally in shadow except for maybe, like, a little bit of his eyes and she's completely lit especially her eyes, and it's like, oh my gosh, the lighting in that scene was just, it was stunning. It was, I just was mesmerized by that scene. Um, and the set decoration and the set design on this is just insane. All the places, the, all the locations that they would have had to shoot at, all the stuff that they would have had to have gotten, and when, oh yeah, when he comes back from the war and he sees his, like, family's house, except it's like, all, like, like the wallpaper's gone, all the paint and everything. It just looks so just decrepit now. And it's like, you can tell it's the same. It looks like the same set, but they just completely stripped everything away. And it's really jarring to see. Like, oh, I even, like, had to do a double take. I was like, isn't that their house? The Wait, but, oh, they took everything down because it's the war. So... Yeah, it's a really put together really well put together movie and like I said, I'm I'm kind of used to this whole like epic war love story thing. So, it didn't bother me so much. I think other people could get bored with it, but I thought it was engaging enough and obviously it's um based on a true story or true event, so Yeah. Well, I mean, loosely based on it. It's kind of historical fiction sort of thing. But yeah, so I, I would I would recommend it if you ever if you've never seen it, you take the chance to go check it out. Doctor Zhivago, 1965. Um, I'll give it four out of five stars. I think that's pretty fair. So not sure what I'm gonna tackle next week, but um, I will talk to you guys about whatever it is next time. Bye.
0: I'm actually surprised that she gave Doctor Chivago four out of five. I've never seen it before. Do you like it? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't own it. Um, it's one of those movies that, um, where I really like Lawrence of Arabia, mm-hmm. and some people don't because it's too long. Uh, yeah. Doctor Chivago isn't as long, but it's kind of in the same epic movie style—the yeah, grandeur and yeah. the spectacle um, and the scale of it all. Yeah, yeah. but.
2: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'll have to check it out. She she made me want to watch it. Yeah. Um. I I I said this last week, and I I I know this will annoy you, but um, I do want to see what she, if she's never seen Citizen Kane. I want to know what she thinks of Citizen Kane. It's not because I'm saying like that movie's the end all be all. Although I do think it's increasingly re- relevant today. Um, but she's a journalist, so mm-hmm. I would like to know her opinion about how that's tackled in that era. Yeah. Actually tack on to that if she hasn't seen his her girl, his girl friday
0: she has she i don't think she likes it if i remember right oh. she'll have to write in i like, think she mentioned that she doesn't like it oh well if you don't like
2: Cary grant movie what 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 are we what oh yeah that little meme yeah. that gif that you
0: i always send where he tells him to get out yeah d- get
2: out. anytime ryan disagrees with me or anybody else like he'll he'll, text. he'll get a Cary grant yeah you'll get a Cary grant going get out <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no um Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Corinne, for sending that in. As
0: always, Corinne, I love that she's tackling this. Though she, uh, because no one can convince me to see some (laughs) like romantic comedies, but I, you know, I was thinking about it. It That might be my least favorite genre of film: Mm. is romantic comedies. I, I, I I loved it for so long, though. But here's the thing: is I like the screwball romantic comedies from like the 40s. Yeah. So and I mean I really like Sleep is in Seattle and You've Got Mail. I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you. Well, did I ever tell you the story about how like Tom Hanks? Yeah. Well,
2: he's, he's amazing. Like that's, I mean, did you see that, that Mr. Rogers trailer? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh my God. Um, the, the movie that killed rom-coms for me and why it took so long for me to get back into him was for some reason I decided when I was, I was working at the movie theater. I had to get free tickets, and I was like, I, I'll, I I went to see everything. And I was just like, I'll go watch Life as We Know It with Katherine Heigl and uh, Josh Duhamel. Mm. And it's where they go to raise a baby because the parents die. And somehow in the will, they've been forced by the law to raise this baby together, but they hate each other. Mm. Uh, and I walked out of that movie angrier than I'd been at anything ever <laughs> in my life. I called uh, Andrew Bueno um, up, and he was because I, I was supposed to follow up with him. And he's like, hey, are you going to come and hang out? And I was like... Yeah, but let me tell you about this dog shit I just saw, and I ranted for thirty minutes on the way over to his house.
0: You gonna pay (laughs) me to see that movie,
2: dude? Like, just believe me when I say this. Like, that movie, it's it's not it's not the worst cinematic like piece I've ever seen in my life, but for some reason it just petted me the wrong way. (laughs) I really need to give Catherine Heigl a. uh a renaissance in my head because i feel like i shit on her way too much
0: well she did it to herself mm, you can I, there's a I, it was a couple of years ago there's a whole report on the Holly, uh, article on the hollywood reporter about how she's horrible to work with her mom is a horrible agent for her uh, yeah, I, it was a really long piece and it it was people just saying that she's basically self-destructed her own career
2: yeah like i said though i just i want to be fair and be like you know what like Oh no. Turnabouts fair play. You haven't seen everything she's done. That's true. I but, and like and I love knocked up enough that I'd be like, yeah, I'll give her another shot. Why not? I mean, it's what's the worst that could happen? Um but anyway, yeah. Um cool. Uh I, you know what? I think I'm going to hijack a segment. Okay. The way Statham and uh uh, the Rock hijack no cars. Way I'm working with this guy. No, no way. I'm going to work with Frost. <laughs> Why are we both Statham? <laughs> Can I be Crank Statham? <laughs> you be. Um, which one would you want to be? Death mm. Race Statham.
0: No. Uh, I'll do. Um... That's a good question. I, I, I guess love we're... Jason Statham. Yeah, I'll be the Meg, Jason Statham.
2: Some bigger lidle little <laughs> Oh my god, it's a <laughs> <laughs> Um But anyway, I'm going to hijack a segment, and um, we're going to go around town with Zach this time. Well, Zach doesn't have a car, so he can't go to the drive-in, so we Uber. won't know the drive-in schedule. Yeah, no, they, they, the driver's not going to sit with me there. <laughs> but I can tell you that the Esquire uh, at midnight on August 9th and 10th will be showing The Dark Crystal. Um, do you like the Dark Crystal? that's alright
0: it's creative and inventive um, the, puppets, little... the puppets are amazing yeah. the cinematography is great Yeah, the rest of the movie is meh
2: I, I can't get into the mythology like others do but I will rewatch it. Like it's not something yeah. I don't not rewatch.
0: The the special effects and the puppets would make it worth the watch.
2: Exactly. It's kind of how I feel about Labyrinth. I know people love Labyrinth. My
0: wife loves Labyrinth, and I go.
2: Meh. And far be it for me to like tell anybody like you can't like that movie.
0: Meh. Oh no! But I mean, my favorite movie of all time is Army of Darkness. I, yeah. I can't tell anybody anything.
2: Yeah, my favorite of all time is Jackie Brown, but it is the best movie ever made. So. I mean, it's not better than Army
0: of Darkness, but yeah. I'll give you it's a
2: good movie. You know what? If Robert Forrester and Bruce Campbell fought each other. <laughs> I need to make a movie now. Um, but yeah, so you can see The Dark Crystal. Um, and also, keep in mind, Friday, September 20th, you can see The Room at midnight with a certain Tommy Wiseau in person. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll sell you his underwear. I don't know. But if he does and I'm there, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> All right. Because I want weird shit on my wall for people to admire when they come to visit. <laughs> By which I mean, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. <laughs> um but yeah you can go friday september 20th see the room and see the room it's a fun time i can't say it's a fun movie it's a fun time um ryan you still haven't seen the room nope oh well maybe someday you do like the disaster
0: artist though so i do i love the disaster artist
2: th- i think the problem is is that to do the room you do have to do it with an audience it's not fair to watch it in your in your house alone <laughs> like it just doesn't work i guess unless you did the riff tracks commentary attached to it then I that might know. work uh, but anyway yeah that's uh zach around town I don't Sweet. get a theme song. I haven't nope. earned it yet.
0: <laughs> That's a say for very special <laughs> moped riders.
2: Speaking of the man who isn't here, though, Brad's uh, currently hard at work shooting his 48-hour film yep. project, which I just – I have an exclusive piece of news. Uh, I just learned the title. Uh, it's called Solve for X. Nice. That's the name of the film. So there's an inside uh, scoop for you guys here. That'd be
0: interesting. I heard he got uh, thriller slash silent film, mm-hmm. so – it's up to Brad and his storytelling ability if, through the camera. It
2: figures he'd get a, a genre that I'd be great at when I can't help him out. Yep. So it happens. I guess I mean we can't make Twombly three guys nope. this weekend. Not this weekend. Well Sorry. you'd have to make
0: a Twombly prequel because yeah. <laughs> it'd have to take place before Twombly. Yeah, yeah. I would silent Film I, era.
2: I'd call it uh Schlepperman. I don't know. Yes. Like uh Kitzel something like that.
0: I have to find names. I gotta from... find a job in a big city. See, you know, I gotta <laughs> get up there. That's nothing like Dumblie, but you know.
2: I, you know what? It'll just be, it'll just be me, turning footage from the Hudsucker Proxy into black and white and adding microphones to it. Love it. <laughs> um, and strictly speaking, I ain't allowed to do that. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah. Anyway, that's uh, Zach Town. Sweet. This is movie news.
1: It's real news.
2: Ryan Hollywood. Uh, I'm going to start with some video game news, because I don't know much about video games. You know a lot about video games. Everybody okay. knows about video games but me. But they're making a Blair Witch video game,
1: and uh, there was a okay. gameplay
2: trail f- trailer for it, and you can interact with a dog. Cool. Uh, um, in other news, why should I play video games, Ryan?
0: <laughs> uh, you should play stuff like Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil. But... Are
2: you sure? Because this article is telling me that I shouldn't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I, actually,
2: I think that if you were to try to capitalize on blair witch this is a decent step i'd like to see if any of us play the game and what they think of it but yeah um it doesn't sound as fun as say a friday the 13th game which i want to play sure that's Um, fun speaking of that news though uh apparently tom mclaughlin has written
0: a friday the 13th uh, title jason never dies jason
2: never dies um and he said the whole cast would be female except for jason i'm like oh that could be fun.
0: Yeah, it takes place in the winter. There's a great article. I think it's on Bloody Disgusting.
2: Yeah, and he, but he's he's saying like the, the the lawsuit's not gonna stop him. Yeah. Um so I, I like the premise. Yeah. Um I like Tom McLaughlin. Um
0: because well, remember I, the lawsuit too is for Friday the thirteenth. <coughs> the problem with the Jason characters are trying to figure out if um the adult Jason is a product of Friday the thirteenth, the mm-hmm. first film. So Well,
2: and, and and you know what? By the time they figure it out, everyone will be dead, and then you and I can buy the rights. Oh, yeah. And we'll be like, hey, it doesn't matter because we're in charge now.
0: Yeah, you know, that's. Uh, if I ever won Powerball, I always told that to my wife. I said, if I win Powerball, the first thing I'm going to do is offer like $70 million for the rights for the Jason character.
2: And she says, not fix the house, asshole. And he's like, you know, nope, Jason said, first. <laughs> no,
0: I'll buy you a new house. <laughs> and then Jason. <laughs> Um, well it's Powerball, so I'm guessing like five hundred million.
2: I, I'm gonna say though, based on his pitch and the recent trend of horror films taking more chances, um, especially slasher films too, yeah. like it's kind of a stretch to bring Jamie Leer, Jamie Lee Curtis back a third time for anything, let alone two more sequels that we'll get back to back. Um, but um which I'm excited for. Uh I think that this one could easily become the next one. Yeah. Because it's from somebody who knows the franchise. There's there's a built-in reputation behind it, so I think it would be easier to yeah. sell than say, whoever like newer director they were gonna get on board. Yeah. Not to say I wouldn't want to see somebody's new vision behind yeah. it, but if you it. If
0: you put Jason in a movie, I'll go see it. Yeah,
2: you put if you put him anywhere, I'll watch it. Like I mean, I I'll watch another Freddy movie, even though the <laughs> the last time they did that kind of burned me. So yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, on to regular news though. Uh, We got a trailer for The Lighthouse from director Robert Eggers. Um, This movie stars Robert Pattinson uh, as a a light guard uh, watchman and Willem Dafoe as a light guard watchman, who's also a salty sea dog. Uh, This movie looks like it was made just for me, like most movies this year have been recently. Yeah, it looks good. Um, Yeah, no, I I like The Witch a lot. Uh, I haven't rewatched it, though, in a
0: while. Uh, It was in my uh, 2016
2: Yeah. Oh, explosion yeah Number ten, i think i was actually shocked that it made your list and then i i think i watched it the second time i watched it was after you said it was on your list and i'm like this is a good movie i mm-hmm. do fucking like this movie um it's interesting i thought he was supposed like to like what
0: um the village wanted to be
2: yeah i you know what's funny though i want to re-watch some of the earlier Shyamalans and see if i still feel the same way i felt about them like say five years ago because no. um, you know the, the I, unbreakable I, exception, because that's always going to be great in my eyes. Yeah.
0: Uh you know, I the thing that makes me mad with Shyamalan is every time he builds my trust, mm-hmm. he just i he ruins it. Oh,
2: see our review of Glass from earlier yeah. this year. And so younger. I like to
0: think that um, it goes unbreakable because I think Split's entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I go unbreakable, Split. Another one doesn't exist. Um,
2: I remember liking Signs up until the last f- ten minutes. You can listen to a commentary James and I did for Signs. Ooh yeah. Um, I I actually wait no I've only heard the commentary on Friday the 13th with you guys I have not heard there uh, is one for
0: signs it's a really it's an old real nerds podcast I'll have to look that up yep
2: (laughs) sync it up on my 4k TV do it um we also got another trailer for something that I'll love and James will hate called the Irishman uh by Martin Scorsese starring Robert De Niro Al Pacino and Joe uh how my funny Pesci um the de-aging looks pretty good so far yeah um uh, I will say though, like if it looks this good now, I can imagine it's gonna look even better when the final product comes out because they're probably
0: still working Something on. Something's it. bizarre. It's on Netflix.
1: Yeah,
2: but you know, Scorsese making another movie, you know, no, that's fine. You I go just... wherever you can go.
0: <laughs> I mean, he.
2: Did you hear what happened with The Wolf of Wall Street and the financers behind it and oh, whatnot? Yeah. I-, I think he's fine just dealing with the the, the disposable income of Netflix.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think he's. I mean, he he's made great movies. So he can do it every once. I think it's just bizarre that it's on Netflix, but someone tells me it might be one of those movies they're going to put in the theater. So it can be up for awards. It
2: says it will be in select theaters. So, yeah. um, uh, hopefully one will be in Denver and one will be, uh, accessible enough. Not to the point where I get stuck in the snow twice trying to see it because <laughs> I wanted Ballad of Buster Scruggs to be on a Blu-ray as well. Fucking Netflix. I think um. that it might,
0: the, the movies like that I think might actually show up on cause they just put out, uh, BoJack Horseman on Blu-ray, like yeah. the first two seasons.
2: I, I'm hoping, I'm, but I'm also not going to hold my breath. Yeah. yeah. like I mean, I'd love Roma to do that, too, because Roma looks beautiful, and I'd love a 4K disc. Because mm-hmm. like, my, my folks and I don't do the 4K version of uh. No, Netflix, it's
0: worthless, because so. you can't stream in 4K.
2: Exactly. So, like, you know, I mean, it looks fine in 1080p, but... Mm-hmm. That movie looked really good on a big screen, Ryan. Like, yeah. I know you won't watch it because it's foreign. Yeah, maybe but, one day, <laughs> um, it's Alfonso Coron though, so you might watch I, it.
0: I watch uh, every once in a while a foreign film.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I know you do, but like, I, I just wonder if you'll get bored with this one. It's, it's probably, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Not enough. You know, prove me wrong. Prove, <laughs> me wrong. prove me
0: wrong. Well, you know, one day when I'm really bored. <laughs> <laughs> on your deathbed. Let me, get, let me get through my Cary Grants, <laughs> my Family Guy, and my uh, Scream Factory, and, and I'll look at Roma. But wait, also, oh wait, I've got to review more Tom Cruise movies. Oh damn it, Zach! Yeah. I'll be
2: I'll be delayed Sorry. a little bit. Um, hey, remember when Ben Affleck was Batman, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he was going to make a Batman movie? Uh, and and then uh, other people um, failed him. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> I mean the creators of the yeah. other films. Anyway, um, he um, he was going to do a Batman movie and apparently it would have been a dark journey into Arkham Asylum, which I'm kind of wondering why this is somehow news because I remember that being a description of his film as I, early yeah, on. I think it's
0: because the storyboard artist for it started putting out stuff mm. um, and talked about it on some podcasts because his storyboard artist... <sighs> He's in. He's in a new movie or something. Um, no, I. I think it's oh, a cinematographer shape. Robert Richardson cinematographer. Movie. There yeah. we go. Um, his. Uh, I think it's a bummer that he never got to do a solo Batman movie. Yep. Because he's a really good Batman, and I like the idea of a like uh, uh, a grizzled, old, salty Batman. <laughs> Willem Dafoe yes. as Batman. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think it'd be interesting for him to go through Arkham Asylum and relive. Either failings or uh, successes Mm -hmm. through the eyes of the people that he put in there. I think it'd been a really interesting. Yeah,
2: I think I've realized why I don't like go back to BVS that much. It's like it leans so heavy on Frank Miller a lot, and I'm just like, I like Frank Miller, but I like him in small
0: doses. I think he's garbage, but you know. Yeah, I mean, like. I'm one of the few comic book people that I'm not a fan of Frank Miller here's the
2: thing I don't like his politics but I love his storytelling style so it's like Mm. I mean but the same at the same time there are books of his I don't like like I don't like 300 like I love that movie but I don't like that book Mm -hmm. Um, which which which, figure that one out I mean everyone
0: loves Dark Knight Returns and I think it's okay
2: yeah you know what would be great is if they adapted that and they had somehow gotten Clint Eastwood when when he was still like 50 or 60 that would have been a great Batman movie um, uh, James Wan's gonna return to horror for his next uh, film, so uh, awesome that'll director. be his uh film before Aquaman
0: two, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he made so much money with Aquaman, he's gonna pick any movie he wants to do.
2: I-, I say he do Furious Nine, uh, and somehow team it up with the Saw franchise, and we'll get to that later. Um, hey, um, so no one told you that life was gonna be this way, uh, you're you're. Uh, uh, your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. Well, if all that's happening to you, you can go to New York for a pop-up experience with friends. Yay! Um, that'll be coming this fall. Um, it's going to be a uh, a recreation of Central Perk uh, and the iconic couch, as well as well as other sets and props from the NBC sitcom. So. Nice. Yeah, you can do that and reminisce before everything leaves Netflix and goes to NBC <laughs> streaming service. I'm not going to watch
0: it. I have this complete series, so I'm good.
2: Oh, that's oh, that's right. You bought dirty physical formats like yep. a dirty boy. Yeah, right.
0: But yes, um, I am always down for friends.
2: Yeah, exactly. They'll be there for you when the rain starts to pour. They'll be there for you. You already did that joke. Like I've been there before. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, I think the Venom movie is trolling me uh, ever on into the distance. Uh, cause I guess Andy circus is gonna, um,
0: direct venom too.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I- in other news, Ryan, mm-hmm. I don't want to live
0: anymore. That's <laughs> yeah. ah, all right. Venom's okay. It's not, it wasn't the train wreck I was expecting it to be. So I, I gosh, how is it that I'm the one who was like the most harsh on it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like
2: I'm not even the Spider-Man guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, it needs Spider-Man, but
2: yeah, I mean, like I will say Tom Hardy is fun to watch in it. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I will say this, though. Handy Circus being behind it, I will give it a shot. Yeah, um, it's fun. You know, like, there are there are worse things in the world. Um, much worse things. Um, We've got two more pieces of news. Um, have you ever seen the miniseries for The Stand mm-hmm. that Mick did? Did you like it at all? It was all right. Okay. I like it a lot. It's, um, it's a thing that picked me up when I was low uh, a few years back. They're redoing it uh, for CBS All Access. And um, they have confirmed that uh, Stephen King wrote a new ending for it. That's good. So that'll be interesting to see how they kind of handle the ending of that. Uh, I love the stand. Uh, I've never read the book, but all right. that miniseries that Gareth did. Uh, it just, it's not like the. It's it's just there's something about it. Like there's just like such a heart behind it that yeah. I totally dig it. Um, and they're bringing that to Blu-ray. It's a different way. kind of Stephen King. Yeah, and it's it's sprawling. Like it's yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a different type of. Not even like it sprawling. Like it's yeah. like super expansive. Yeah. Um, but uh, and they're bringing that miniseries to Blu-ray, so I am excited because it'll. Yeah, I just saw that. I'm I'm amazed to see how good it can look. Um, actually, I've got two more pieces of news. Uh, sexy Chris Pine's gonna play sexy Walter Cronkite, uh, in a movie about the um the news flash when uh, Walter Cronkite was reporting on JFK's assassination. Mm. Um, I like this idea. I do too. Because when I first saw Chris Pine and Walter Cronkite next to each other, I was like. What? No. And then I looked at a photo, I'm like, oh God, it it will work. <laughs> I, all <laughs> remember, I
0: had to, remember it's young cronkite.
2: Yeah. You know, all I had to do was kinda of just put a comb underneath Chris yeah. Pine and I was just like, Oh my god, it could totally yeah. work. And especially since like you know, with the anniversary of the moon landing and whatnot, we're seeing footage of cronkite all over the place. I'm just like, That could totally work, yeah. you know? Um but yeah, I'll I'll be interested to see uh, how that ties into the Good Night and Good Luck cinematic universe, where all the newscasters have to team up and stop something. Um, Sweet, yeah. Um, and then the last piece of news uh, I thought was just for you, um, and I guess me to an extent. Um, uh, the original Spider-Man teaser um, featured a shot with the mm-hmm. Twin Towers. Uh, it was pulled because nine eleven, yeah. And but
0: now it has been restored in HD, um, and you can now watch it online. Um, I thought it looked beautiful. It did it's it, it comes from a time when they used to shoot. Mini movies for trailers that had nothing to do with the film. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous because it, um, and really over the top, really comic booky. Yeah. Um, but it's redeemed at the end when they show Spidey swinging through the city. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. but yeah, but the the trailer when the bank heist is happening mm-hmm. has a lot of trademark. Raimi shots in it yeah so it's really fun to see and you know I, i'm always in the boat of i i don't think that you should ignore that the twin towers are there mm-hmm. and it's okay that you have stuff with them in it
1: yeah
2: i i agree it's 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 interesting how spider-man well i guess it doesn't surprise me because spider-man is a more family-friendly-ish property yeah. that that they would do that but like gangs in new york actually ended up like winning that battle by keeping the twin towers in at the end of the f- if you have never seen the movie at the end they show a passage of time throughout new york where old things decay and new things rise and the last shot shows the towers still there before it fades
0: out um and that's
2: that was apparently a controversy in of yeah, itself
0: yeah cuz well i mean if you watch cuz I mean, we talked about friends the, the establishing shot always has the twin towers in it mm-hmm. and or if you watch seinfeld um yeah. You know, you you can't it's a horrible tragedy and but you can't ever escape it. Yeah. So uh you should still be able to celebrate them. Yeah. Because they're they shouldn't always it's tough. It's it's a really fine I get it. Yeah. It, it's hard because it's you know, it, it was a it was a fresh thing, but it still it doesn't mean that you Yeah, had I always to do put it in this way. You know, I we did a film explosion. Um, where I put 102 minutes that changed America in it, yeah, that's about 9/11. And there was, uh, there's a thing on the History Channel where they kind of have uh, commentary with it. And this lady says every time I see uh, the second plane hit the towers, because there's you know lots of footage of it because of people recovering the first plane, um, she says it's watching my son die over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And it, so it's a it's a tough line to draw. Um, but the Spider-Man thing. Uh, because Spider Man is New York and he represents who who New York is, uh, I understand why they took it out, but also it's a cool shot. Um Yeah. It's it's it, it's, it's interesting. I,
1: I I think with the I need, oscillate between
0: the two.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's it's always a case by case basis when it comes to those particular situations. Because you
0: to have that, but you have King Kong uh seventy four seventy six, I forget which one it is. Um, where he's the the poster is literally him standing on top of the two towers, yeah, and you know hitting planes into them So
2: I, if I, I'd have to imagine if if that if that was an issue, then just any re release of De Laurentiis' King Kong would or, just be like a picture. I of mean, the...
0: even Escape from New York. I mean, Escape from New York uses the twin towers a lot. Oh yeah, and that's supposed to take place in the future. So it's <laughs> you know what I mean. It's
2: yeah. Hey, you, you can't get everything right. You I mean. can't
0: you know, and you can't. I don't know. It's, it's a case-by-case case It, it we is. Don't yeah, we it. don't need to dwell on it. Yeah, we don't need to dwell on it. just, it always makes me think. But the Spider-Man thing is really cool.
2: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's news. Unless you are worried about how Fast and Furious male stars are worried about their egos. Nope. Uh, yeah, that that article, I I know why it frustrates me, uh, because I'm like, yeah, it's image maintenance, and unfortunately it's there.
0: <laughs> like yeah. Anyway, we don't, we'll we talk about it more in Hobbs and Shaw review, maybe. Movies come out on Blu-ray, and sometimes we get them. Um, Here's what's coming out on Blu-ray this week.
2: DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, all you Batman fans out there can get Batman Hush in 4K and Ooh, Blu-ray. I probably will get that.
0: I I would love to get this one. Actually, have you this read uh, this mini-seri- the miniseries, or I guess the comic book. No, I have not read Hush. great.
2: I I do know of its popularity though, but yeah, like the the style looks awesome. the style looks incredible. That's why I want to watch yeah. it. Um. I, I, I'm a bad Batman fan cause I have not read all the major arcs and whatnot, but you know, I appreciate the arcs that I do like. Um, yeah. like I, I like, um, uh, the long, uh, the ho uh, Bat- long Halloween, I think long Halloween is awesome. And I also like rereading some of the older, older, like 38 ones. Cause they're just uh, like fun and fun. You know, and kind I, of like adventurous.
0: I like Batman and I actually, I get his comic every month. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more of a Batgirl fan, mm. and I like Harley Quinn a lot. I liked Harley Quinn before it was really cool to like Harley Quinn, yeah. And so now I see all these fake Harley Quinn fans, and I get really irritated, yeah. Um, but whatever, As it brings people into comic books. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do what you do. Yeah.
2: I, I got into Batman mainly through cinema, and then I and then yeah. I got to comics. So. Uh, but
0: I, <laughs> and even I then, I still don't. Fall I got through, through Batman through the animated series. Yeah. So I really like. This sounds really funny. I really like. They made a comic book uh, called The Batman Adventures based on those, not the episodes, but based in that universe. Yeah. And they're all usually one shots, meaning just one comic book long. Yeah. And uh, the art in them was really cool. So I really love those stories. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some main Batman title stories. I love Hush. Uh, They just did Death of the Family. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was amazing because it was uh, Batman and Joker fighting to the end. And uh, the ending is really awesome. Uh because it's the Joker it's basically it's a story where the Joker is not really killing people, but it's the death of the Bat family because yeah. of what he does to them. Yeah. And it's really fascinating.
2: Yeah. I like that one. I like um I, I liked Killing Joke until it became way too popular. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm just like I get it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it's a really good book.
0: I'll, As a Batgirl fan, I have a problem with
2: it. Yes, um, I know. I, but,
0: I, but I, it's an interesting study into the uh, the psychological uh, battle between Batman and Joker. Todd which Phillips says
2: that it's not based on any uh, previous material, but I wouldn't be surprised if his Joker movie reminds me a lot of Killing Joke. Yeah. Um, which would be fine-ish, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, moving on from Batman, uh, we'll move on to an adorable little yellow rat called Pikachu. Uh, mm-hmm. An electric rat, sorry. You can pick up Detective Pikachu in 4K and Blu-ray and an interesting-looking steelbook disappointed? there. Uh, d- disappointed? You didn't like the movie? No. Oh, that's right. Way too kitty. Yeah, but I mean, I, I had fun with it as 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 much as you could being like, I was, I grew out of Pokemon really quick and then like it blew back up in my face in 2016 with that app. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, also uh, the Conjuring universe got even bigger this year with the Curse of La Llorona and you can pick up that on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't see 4K. Yeah, Conjuring
0: so. isn't on 4K. It's really weird. <sighs> I wonder if it has to deal with, do with because they don't shoot them for a lot of money and the 4K might uh, hurt the... The quality? The quality? I don't know.
2: Or maybe they're waiting for Conjuring 3, and then they'll give us a big-ass box. Oh, maybe. You never know. Um, From Kino Lobar, you can pick up The Front Page with Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau from 1974, which is a further adaptation of the original The Front Page that then inspired His Girl Friday, which we discussed earlier. Um, I've never seen the Matthau-Lemon version. Um,
0: I saw it years ago. Um, don't remember it. Yeah, I like them in The Odd Couple. So, yeah. um, and I I like them in Grumpy Old Men. I, I love them in uh, Something Like It
2: Hot. Something Like It Hot's good too. Um, M- and Lemon, two two wonderful guys. Um, you can also get from Kino Lobor a Foreign Affair with Jean Arthur, Marlene Dietrich, and John Lund. Um, you actually got a Marlene Dietrich box set not I too did. long ago. Um, so you'll be kind of telling us what you think of uh, Mama Dietrich and her. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, her I'll, I'll watch Blonde Venus first, and then I'll go yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> she she had a very interesting life. Um, yeah, you know, between her between her and Rita Hayworth, like those are like two unsung like heroes of the war. Like, yeah, and uh, I really
0: got it. So when Criterion's go on sale, I usually get a couple that I wouldn't have normally got, and I got Gilda. Uh huh. So I should probably watch that one. Yeah,
2: Gilda's Gilda. Because I got it last year. <laughs> it's iconic. That's the film they're showing in um, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no,
0: I mean everybody. Most people, if you like movies, know Gilda. Yeah, um, it's a good so movie. interested to see it.
2: Yeah, um, what we left behind, uh, looking back at Deep Space Nine, um, is coming out from Shout Factory, but I've heard it's limited edition on their site, so you might want to go get that asap, guys. Um, the Tolkien biopic that I did not see but do want to see because I like Nicholas Holt uh, is out on Blu-ray. You can pick that up, um, and then, oh yes my favorite announcement of the week. Um, remember in 1998 film explosion when I, um, uh, you know, like pissed everyone off, <laughs> um, with my number one, not being saved prime Ryan. Cause my number one was gods and monsters and they're finally putting it out on Blu-ray. Um, that's a movie with Ian McKellen playing James whale and, uh, talks about his final years and how he falls in love with a gardener played by Brendan Fraser. Uh, it's not a true story, but it's a fun story <laughs> until it turns really dark at the end. Um, and uh and then the last one is charlie says which was a manson film from last year yep. um i didn't see it uh i'm not like outside of the movie we talked about last week i'm not really into watching movies about manson so yep. um and anyway that's
0: blu-rays we also watch movies throughout the week in a segment i call zach and i watch fun time motion pictures
2: so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching
0: you watch this exact.
2: <laughs> Lots of motion pitched to disco dancing, fun time for all. <laughs> he make man whip us. We are slaves. Um, I watched. Um, I watched enough this week to talk about some stuff. Um, I finally watched *Silence of the Lambs* on the Criterion version.
0: It's an awesome release. It is
2: a beautiful restoration. Yeah.
0: It looks fantastic. You know, I forgot how much a master of the. Uh, up close, Jonathan Demi is.
2: Yeah, no, it's he's really good at it. Really I, good. I it's love.
0: Not a, it's not annoying. It, he does it really well. Yeah,
2: one of my favorite shots in the movie. It's not a. It, it's a close up, but it's also, but it's it's a moving close up when she's about to enter the block of cells that yeah. lead to Lecter, and it just revolves around the security area, and then yep. it hits on Barney and goes on Barney. Like I love that shot. Yep. Um, and then uh, and also that's the. That's that's an Academy Award-winning movie for Best Picture, with Roger Corman in a top billed role. Yep. Who thought that would happen? And, and the and a answer is film that is a
0: uh, Best Picture winner. <laughs>
2: exactly. Well, yeah, that's the more important part. But Roger Corman, like, who?
0: He's very important to cinema. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> he is wonderful,
2: and apparently, he follows our Instagram now. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, that was great, and uh, the special features are awesome. I haven't dug into the deleted scenes yet. Interesting. It's almost kind of like I don't want to because I'm just like I, they they did just fine the yeah, first they time. Really don't
0: add anything to it. It's just I, I always like deleted scenes. I like to see if I would have kept them too, and most of the time I wouldn't have. Yeah, um, but it's good.
2: It's uh, it's actually one of those. This is a movie that I love rewatching, but then it always compels me to say like, ah, I should watch Hannibal and Red Dragon again, and I'm just like, yeah, but. But that Hannibal TV show, like there's now, there's too many options yeah. with Hannibal for me, so I just kind of like sticking yeah. in this realm. Yeah.
0: Really, Scott's a great director. He
2: is. Um, Hannibal's directed really well. It is. It's just there's. Yeah. I think it's. I love Julianne Moore, but I don't like her in that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, you have to it, watch it you'd have to rewatch it. it Ray Liotta gets his brains eaten, though. It is it's awesome. True. I do remember that. Uh, and then I rewatched uh, Jordan Peele's Us, aka my favorite movie of the year so far, still this year. Uh, that movie looked great on 4K on my TV. I know, I
0: gotta, I, I've I been so busy. I've worked so many shifts this mm. week or this month that that's still sitting in like rap and the rapper.
2: Um, so you bet you. So you haven't watched it then since theaters. Yeah. I'll say that Um, knowing the twist, I was still able to enjoy it. And I think it was the, f- cause I'd seen it twice in theaters. I didn't get to see it any further, unfortunately. But when I watched it uh, the other night, I Started watching it from the perspective of knowing the twist, and See, it worked really well. <laughs> I
0: already knew the twist, even though I didn't know the twist when I saw the film. It, I don't think it was that shocking. Um,
2: but, I don't think it's the most shocking part of the movie.
0: No, I, um, I mean, I, th- I was not. But the movie is really good.
2: Yeah, I think the emo. I think it's the way those actors are playing oh, off yeah. of their moments is is what sells it. Um, yep. and I still think that final shot with like the 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 overhead helicopter yeah. shot of all those people forming the hands across America's. It's, it's one of the most chilling, yeah. like, Hey, we're fucked moments ever. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it looks great. I'd check it out. Um, I saw a movie called coyote Lake, um, which is from the same company that put out nightmare cinema. And normally I don't go for them, but I was just, I like the premise. It has, uh, Adriana Barzara from drag me to hell. Um, she played the, the gypsy gal, yeah. um, she uh in in this movie she and her daughter played by um the gal from uh oh camille Mendez the gal from, who plays Veronica on Riverdale um she and her daughter live at a in a little house near a lake that's near the Mex- the, the Mexican US border um and what they do is they kill um um what they do is they 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 uh lure people into their house who are coyotes who Basically they run people across the border But then steal all their belongings and leave them Stranded So they lure them into the house Then drug them, rob them back And then dump them in the lake uh, Which is called Coyote Lake Uh, And the film's mainly about How Camille Mendes' character is Trying to Escape the clutches of her mother And her vengeful mission against the cartels um, Because they're all Somehow connected Um, It's a it's a filmmaking debut by a by a director i i thought it was really good i it doesn't always work for me but i liked the approach that they took with it and it's got beautiful cinematography so i think it'd be worth watching for kind of the premise and the photography alone um and there's fun performances in it i think the middle is a little wavery but um, it's one of those few times where I put out a VOD film and I'm like, that was fun. Like that that was that was definitely worth my m- rental money. So uh so yeah, you can check that out. Um and then the last thing I saw was um in order to Oh oh actually no, I saw Late Night uh with um Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling. That movie's great. You should watch Late Night. That is a wonderful film. Um the last thing though I saw was uh I decided to remind myself humbly of what the franchise we are about to cover later on used to be by watching the original fast and furious on Netflix. Uh, that movie is, it's <laughs> I, all right. I, 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 <laughs> it's an incredible saga of trying to solve the mystery of who's stealing shipments of DVD players, <laughs> <laughs> and D- VHS, DVD combo players in a TV. Um, and y- it's goofy. Yeah. It's goofy. You know, it's funny, like, everybody's like, yeah, it used to be about cars, and then it turned into a bunch of, like, like super spy stuff, I'm like, no, they've got grappling hooks in that first one yeah. to rob the trucks. There's vigilante truckers, and I watched part of Too Fast, Too Furious, um, which I still haven't watched all the way through yet, and they've got guns that stun the cars into submission and pausing, yeah. so I'm like, no, this series has been goofy since day oh, one. Yeah. They've got they've got shots that go into the engine of a car. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say though this time I was watching it, I was like I like Vin Diesel this time around for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It he's fine. Yep. Um Paul Walker's more fun, but oh, yeah. Vin Diesel's fine. Um and Ted Levine. I had a Ted Levine double feature this week. <laughs> uh he's not as fun in Fast and Furious and nor does he tuck his penis back, but you know, yeah. it, it, you know, you pick and choose your battles. Yeah. <laughs> um also, uh I I have to say, um, there's so it's those four main build people at the uh, in the first Fast and Furious, and then other than Ja Rule in the cast list, it's a sea of no one I've remembered, and in yeah. years to come, like uh, like it goes, Jordana Brewster's the last notable one, and then nobody, 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 Ja Rule, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody. <laughs> I like kid. It, it kind of threw me for a loop. Like, oh, that's right. He's the guy who, if he wins, he'll get to have a two uh, a three way but then he loses and then even the one girl doesn't want him anymore i'm like racing <laughs> also by the way that big competition in the middle of the desert is called race wars that's 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 wrong <laughs> um anyway that's Can't all i want yeah they call it race wars ryan mm. do, do, do we need to have a talk with the fast and furious <laughs> franchise how many years ago <laughs> um, 18 but, years can you believe that oh god they're going strong i guess um but that's all I watched this week.
0: Uh yeah, I didn't watch too much even though I missed last week. Um I've been watching the movies on CNN and uh they've I've watched two episodes. I've watched the 80s part 1 and the 90s part 2. Were you
2: just doing them out of order or just kind
0: That's how they ha- they're on demand. I don't know why they're on demand that way. Weird. Um you're getting incomplete stories. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's really just because there's so many movies. Mm. Um, oh, you're doing the movies one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't done that yet. Uh it's really it's fun and it makes me want to watch a lot of movies. Um we you talked about Roger Rabbit earlier and Tom Hanks thought that Bob Hoskins um in Roger Rabbit is one of the greatest performances ever. I actually agree with that and wholeheartedly. Listening to Tom Hanks talk about movies makes me like movies more because mm-hmm. he's really good in it. Should he come on our podcast? Oh yeah, he should. Tom Hanks, come on our podcast, yeah, please. Uh but it's really cool. They talk uh they talk about, you know, Tom Cruise. It's really good. Uh, documentary series. That's good. I'm yeah. glad
2: they did that because I was like, every time they did those decades things, I'm just like, they're ignoring cinema. What the fuck?
0: Probably right, because I think it feels like they always had a plan to do like a movies one and I'm guessing getting the releases and the footage probably took a lot longer.
2: <laughs> well, they had their spokespersons, and George Lucas come in and go, we just didn't have the technology to do <laughs> yeah. the movie series right. yet.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you should check it out. I think this week is the 60s. Um, Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, I watched uh, two Cary Grant films. I watched uh, Born to be Bad, and, um, you know, you sent me that thing uh, about Cary Grant, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize until I watched it that Tony Curtis is totally doing a Cary Grant and Some Like It Hot, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty spot-on Im- impression.
2: I, I get the feeling that Tony Curtis is hard to pin down as an actor, because he'll do one thing one way, and then yeah. do something completely different the next time.
0: <laughs> but, yeah,
2: it, you know... Uh, but, yeah, it is a Cary Grant impression. Yeah, I'd have to watch that movie again. Yeah,
0: oh, okay. so... uh Born to be bad, Cary Grant is some rich guy who accidentally runs over this kid named Mickey. and ha uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you run me over, you asshole. <laughs> um, but the kid, Loretta Young, plays his mom, mm-hmm. and she was pregnant at 15, so she's, I don't know, 24 in the movie, or, 10, or 25, and her kid's 10. And so she teaches him how to steal, and she has a... a this is salacious. She has a new lover every day that she goes to... to uh, the bar and she gets a new dress and so basically she's using men for money but yeah so carrie grant's this rich guy he has this really nice house and they go to a court and the mickey kid gets on the stand and saying how he can't play with his kids and there's footage of him jumping around so they're lying trying to try get money out of carrie grant mm-hmm. and so they deem the mom unfit and the state takes the kid and then carrie grant um, offers to adopt the child and sure, sure, Mickey, your mom can come see you anytime. time. And then, of course, he falls in love and has an affair with um, Loretta Young's character. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then it.
2: I like that Cary Grant stood up to the matri or the patriarchy of the time and <laughs> yeah. just like took down. Well, his... he also
0: cheated on his wife and left his wife for that lady, so he's not really a great character in it.
2: Oh, okay, so this so there's problems all over across <laughs> yeah. the board. Oh, shoot.
0: Um, maybe it's an okay movie. It's not one of my favorites of his. He, again, he's not really in it very much. Yeah. Um, He's good in it, but he's...
2: It's more of a Loretta Young vehicle. Yeah. Right on. And
0: yeah. it's, I mean, you can definitely tell it's pre-code because of all the lee. Yeah. She also has cleavage in it, so... Stop yes. the presses.
1: <laughs> yes. Um,
0: and the other one I watched is uh, Lady Should Listen, mm-hmm. and it's a cute movie. Again, it's not one of his best ones, but in it, he plays, of course, another rich guy, and um, he's in love. I with I can't this. remember has he played a poor person yet? <laughs> yeah, and uh, none but the lonely hearts he does. That's um, right. He a couple times he, did. he's actually he's pretty good at that stuff. But um, he usually plays it's the dapper, the dapper dude. Yeah, because we, that's who he is. Yeah. For more info on this, listen to the first family yeah. silhouette. <laughs> I did. I, we're we're pretty good in that. Uh, yeah. But you know, Hello. in This so in it, Cary Grant is this rich guy who's trying to get this lady in the same apartment building to date him. But he also has these like crazy inventions. Mm-hmm. Um, but the switchboard operator is this really cute girl who listens to everything he does because Ooh. back then, you know, the operators are listening to your phone calls. So that's where the title. Wait,
2: you're saying nobody's listening to my phone calls
0: today. <laughs> that's where the lady should listen comes from. Uh-huh. And in it, he fakes his suicide. <laughs> what? And so the, the receptionists are, Operator never puts him through, and she just comes running up and is concerned about him. Uh-huh. And it's actually it's a cute movie. It's pretty funny and lightweight. Again, it's not one of his best ones, right? But you've already sold me on the premise. Yeah, like I'm gonna fake my death. Yeah, she <laughs> shoots. He shoots a gun up into the ceiling. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> Suicide's not funny, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, and he has uh, these buttons, and it makes like it's raining and thundering outside, so we can keep ladies in his apartment. It's, it's what, is he
1: Quagmire.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny.
2: Oh, right. It, yeah. I'm Cary Grant.
0: Yeah. You don't want to go outside, darling. Giggity, um, giggity I cannot do a Cary Grant. I'm.
2: You I, can. You're kind of doing it right. You're doing it right there.
0: Yeah, darling. His his uh not American, not English accent. His blended. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're fun movies. Um. Right. I'm actually really excited. I think tonight I'm gonna. I it finally came, and I waited a really long time. Susie? No. Ugh. Close though. Um so he released some films uh through Fox mm-hmm. and they put them out on DVD and they don't make them anymore. And one was I Was a Mel War Bride <laughs> that I really really want to see.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And
0: I've been waiting and waiting and I finally found it on Amazon through Second Spin for $12. Dude, dude. And usually it's like 40 bucks. I've so. never
2: seen the film, so I'm going to borrow it from you, but um not to bring it to my hero, but <laughs> There's a great Jack Benny bit where someone does a Cary Grant impression, and they um uh they make a joke about how Mr. Benny, uh may have um uh, may have supported the Marshall Plan, but I was a male war-, war bride, and like and he just like runs off the screen. It's it's one of those like weird jokes where I'm just like. I was a male warbird, and I'd have to look it up and be like, oh, that's a movie. Yeah. Like, so that's why I want to watch it because I'd be like, it it would culminate my research period yeah. of that one joke. <laughs> Cary Grant's
0: really great in it. Yeah. And he's supposed to be this French soldier, and he doesn't even try like a French accent. He just, he's just Cary Grant. Oh, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. And that, I mean, who cares? I
2: mean, dude, that's how, hey, it's, you know what it is? Like, I've not, I haven't watched this movie in years, but it's kind of like Valkyrie, where it's yeah. just like, I don't care if they don't talk German.
0: You don't you That's don't, not the problem. You don't need to, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, and this today, uh, Kellen and I were just out and about, and so I decided to go watch Aladdin. And uh, I actually really liked it. Really? It had way more energy than The Lion King. You liked a Will Smith movie. Uh, I like Will Smith every once in a while. Okay, um,
1: good.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, the leads in it are really good. Um, Will Smith is okay as a genie. Um, I think
2: the point is is that he didn't ruin people's childhoods no, like no, everybody no. said he would. The,
0: I, I, I thought the Lion King remake was okay. Uh, I think the Aladdin one has more energy to it. Mm-hmm. I think the songs work better, um, and it has it, got people in it. Yeah, and <laughs> Guy Ritchie isn't that great at shooting musical numbers, but he's really good at shooting, you know, action and dancing and movement. Yeah, so that works well. The Jafar in it, maybe the weakest link,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, he's not really menacing. Um, you know, I, I'm used to. My Jafar being really overblown and really whatever.
2: A little more, like it's kind of
0: like Scar, but in yeah. human form. Yeah, exactly. Um, not quite there, um, but it's still a fun movie. Uh, they have a new song, and they, they kind of change it a little bit where um, instead of Princess Jasmine just wanting to marry who she wants to marry, uh-huh. she wants to be able to be who she wants to be, and she wants to be able to rule Agrabah without... Uh, because and she can't because she's a girl and she has a like a, a new like female power song and um and it makes sense dude i like that yeah so it's fun like i i, I mean i recommend it i was just gonna i was gonna give it four and a half stars uh-huh. but i gave it four stars because there's a horrible will smith rap over the credits so i that's, took a, i took away a half a star
2: but dude that you have to understand that's all i've been wanting for the past <laughs> Ten years was for another Will Smith end credit wrap.
0: But I will give Will Smith credit; he doesn't try to outdo Robin Williams. Where it would have been really easy yeah. to um, piggyback off of that, he makes it his own. Yeah, and I think that was really important for the film. No,
2: yeah, the moment he was cast, like the only thing I was just like, well, how's that going to look? It's not like it was not the performance. I was just like, how are they going to like actualize mm-hmm. visually the genie itself? Like, because I was worried about the blue or yeah. like well, however they were going to do it. Um, and I, I mean, and this is not a joke. I do want another end credit Will Smith rap in a movie, well, so I will have to go what? see
0: Aladdin. No, you have to see Aladdin because oh, it, it delivers okay. it. Okay.
2: I also, how does the how does the beginning chase scene look like the um, uh, street rat uh, it's good. musical number? Because it's Guy Ritchie. Like, yeah, it's got to look and great. And they
0: they change how uh, Jasmine, a little bit. How Jasmine and Aladdin meet. It's still the <clears throat> same setup, but she's involved in the one jump song. Okay. So it's that's pretty fun. Neat. Um, yeah. So it's fun. I was shocked watching it. Does Will Smith do impressions as the genie, or does he just stay away no. from that? Okay. He, he just stays Will Smith.
2: Okay. Cool. Right. And I, I think he should. Because yeah. um, I was gonna be like, "How's that gonna work? Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think he could do a Shatner impression. No. He,
0: they they kind of stay away from that. Yeah. Um, and and then last week uh, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, and this is. Maybe my second favorite Tarantino film, really I fucking love this movie it 's good isn 't it um I think Leonardo DiCaprio is so good in this movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: because he does a stutter in it mm-hmm. but it 's not a cartoony stutter it 's a real one
2: it 's a sad yeah lonely like or just like, it 's a great it 's a great performance
0: it 's a great arc for a guy who thinks he 's shit Mm -hmm. and he's really not yeah and he thinks spaghetti westerns are below him yeah but as soon as he goes over there he becomes you know this huge star yeah and uh, Brad Pitt is fucking amazing in this movie Um, I try (laughs) Um, you know I I read that Bruce Lee's family kind of had a problem with Bruce Lee's depiction in it Um, I don't I think it's kind of funny And you have to remember, too, and I think sometimes people take Tarantino films too literally, Yeah, where it's revisionist history, and I think his revisionist history of the Manson murders is fucking amazing. Yeah. Because one of my biggest fears ever is you're going to glorify the senseless murder of someone. Right. And, um, you know, I actually got a tear in my eye when Sharon Tate went to see herself in a movie, Mm -hmm. and people were enjoying it, and she was enjoying it. I'm like, oh, it's just so tragic, because they set it up that you knew what was going to happen to her, yeah, and uh but you don't, and you know this is why I love Inglorious bastards too um is you take a moment in history that's true, and then you put a tarantino bit in it, yeah um
2: and it and it and it works actually i i' I'm, actually I'm glad we get to talk about it a little bit because um when we reviewed it. Um, on the uh, on the show uh, last week, uh, I was still trying to process my thoughts. I had seen it twice. I was still trying to process my thoughts. And I've come to the conclusion... Like, I ended up giving it five stars on Letterboxd. And uh, I think that this is... It's hard to say mature with Tarantino because there's always going to be a level of excitement to it. But this is the most mature. And yeah. it is the most uh, aware and contemplative and reflective he's ever been in a movie.
0: I think so, too. And the reason I... Uh, spoilers for this movie, okay? Because I, I have to talk about it. Um, Shit gets crazy! <laughs> but... is really good at always paying things off. You know... Um, You're going to talk about my favorite part. What are my favorite parts? Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So... Uh, If you don't know the background from the Tate murders, it's horrible. Yeah. These people show up. They murder these people randomly. Mm -hmm. Well, not really randomly. It's because Charles Manson went to that house earlier, and the record producer turned him down, and he didn't live there anymore, and they decided they're going to kill all these people.
2: Which I thought that scene, that's the only scene with Manson in it. Yeah. And I thought that that was very tastefully done. Like, it's not like... Yeah, it's just for some reason like it just works. It it brings the right amount of menace without. And Charlie is barely shown as a person. Mm-hmm. Like it's mainly like behind shots.
0: Yeah, and through like the bushes and stuff. And uh, so, anyways, you know, there was a moment when I'm watching this film and they get to the Manson murders. Like when I saw the date come on the screen, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. Um, and they and he shoots it like a horror film, and you go, oh, he's really going for it, and then. Like Leonardo DiCaprio comes out and he says, hey, you fucking hippie assholes. <laughs> and he just screams at him and he talks it's about a how much private hate-
2: fucking road, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, how much he hates hippies. Um, and they go back down and then they come back up. And I was like, oh, he's going to have them confront Brad Pitt first. And I was thinking that he's going to going to kill him and then go to the Tate home. Yeah. And then, nope. They fucking kill that Tex Avery dude, or yeah. whether Tex whatever the fuck his name Tex is. Tex Watson. Watson. Yeah. Watson. yeah. Um,
2: Don't. I know the names. I do wish I didn't. Yeah. Anyway. Um,
0: and so there's a moment, maybe 20 minutes into the movie, where uh, uh, Rick Dalton uses a flamethrower, mm-hmm. and he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, man, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you could do about that heat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a flamethrower, flame Rick. <laughs> Rick. Um, and then so. <laughs> In this moment where Brad Pitt kicks the shit out of these hippie girls and uh, kills them, well, one of them, and then kills Tex, uh, he throws a bottle of champagne. Is that what he throws at her? Uh, Yes. Something like that. Yeah, and it smashes her face and really. And it fucks her up, so she runs out, and she she jumps in the pool where, (laughs) where Leonardo DiCaprio is working on his lines. Yeah. And it scares him, and he's like, what the fuck? And he gets out of the pool, and he runs away, and this hippie fucking manson murderer ladies freaking out in there and i love how he shoots us you see it, uh with dicaprio's two feet walking yeah and i know tarantino enough where i was like oh shit he's not going to and then he fucking has a flamethrower and torches her <laughs> <laughs> and then when they ask um uh J- J- Dalton J- what happened he's yeah like, yeah
2: J- jc brings asking him and
0: yeah uh yeah no she's She's crispy. She's she's dead. <laughs> Burn
2: her ass to a crisp. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, I mean,
0: didn't work out for her. <laughs> yeah. But I loved that revisionist yeah. part of it. I'll tell you. um, And that made it truly a fairy tale, which I felt it kind of was going mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Um, Because even the title gives it away and you don't realize it. Yeah. It's like drag me to hell. <laughs> you know how it's going to end. Yeah. Even though you're not sure. And this time it says once upon a time in Hollywood. So he's basically telling you. That this is going to be the fairy tale ending. Yeah. This is not going to be. And I loved it because I didn't. Honestly, I didn't want to see something happen to Sharon Tate because Margot Robbie is so good in it. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it, he shot it so well and I felt that's what he was going to do. Yeah. And it would have been. I mean, it would have fit the movie and that it happened in real life and I get that. Yeah. But I loved his revisionist history. Yeah. And I love that Sharon Tate made it um, because she's portrayed so well in the film.
2: I'll tell you, I've been thinking about that final shot all week. Um, and I'm going to go to that movie again tomorrow, by the way, um, uh, that final shot when they're going, uh, it's the overhead when they're going up to the Tate mm-hmm. driveway. Um, and uh, and then it kind of plays it plays that um, cue from uh, Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's this kind of haunting uh, Western kind of like tune to it. I got the feeling from that film, like, yes, it does end like a fairy tale. Ever We live happily ever after. But when he says once upon a time in Hollywood with the title and this kind of everything he's setting up and just like, I think Tarantino's both very happy he did this, but also very sad because he realizes that it's not the reality.
0: Like, yeah, it's it, it, I think, I it, think that's, that's why I think it's melancholic. I think, melancholic. It's, on, I think yeah. it's on purpose. Yeah, because you see what could have happened because not only um, does Sharon Tate get horribly murdered, but I mean, look at Polanski's career. Yeah, you
2: know what I mean? Which I love that line where he's like, one of these days that 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 um uh, but I liked how Steve McQueen's is like one of these days he's gonna fuck that uh, fuck fuck things up, yeah. And like and it, and it's you know it's not untrue. Doesn't that, that doesn't mean nothing is gonna happen in that situation? Um, but no, like yeah, I I I agree with that. But
1: um,
2: my thing with with the ending is that you know I find it interesting that 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 this movie has been able to come along at a time when Hollywood is changing. Not too dissimilarly from how it changed back in the 70s from one way of thinking to another. The circumstances of the change are different, but it's it's very prescient. I've been saying that this is Tarantino saying, look, I know I'm almost done, but if I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a bang. Mm-hmm. Or go out, go on my own terms. And with somebody like Tarantino, I do respect him doing that. I still think the scene with him and Julia Butters, um, the kid in the on the Western set where he's describing the book, but it's just really his life is one of the saddest things I've ever seen in oh, a Tarantino yeah. movie. I cried in a Tarantino movie. Well, that's that's tough to do. It, they right? set it up
0: so well because, you know, that little girl is such a prepared actress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rick Dalton is Rick Dalton. And so they do that scene, and I love how it's shot where the camera's movement, and he's like, line, and it has to move back. And, yeah, and uh, it's setting up as if the, it was shooting a show. And yeah, I, I and I really he, it. he goes in and he's mad at himself. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back, and his next day on the set... Yeah. You know, he's so good. He throws a little girl down. And she whispers in his ear, that's the best acting I've ever seen. Did you... And he starts to cry. I fucking love it.
2: One last thing on that. The voice that he gives, when he's, like, doing that, like, face-off with Luke Perry and whatnot, and he throws her to the ground, and he goes, pitch her down a whale! (laughs) I was just like, wow, I have never heard Leonardo DiCaprio change his cadence that way before. Like, that was like a dial-up to... Some kind of like old grizzled like yeah. Lee Van Cleef or Lee the Lee Marvin kind of yeah. thing. Um it just it's a great movie. Yeah. And I, I agree. I I really we haven't given Brad Pitt anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the Oscars matter. But can we give Brad Pitt an Oscar he for should. this? I think this is the time to do that. And, uh, oh and um uh the way he shoots the Manson girls uh, at the compound, like an army kind of like zooming yeah. it, it's like, it kind of reminds me of like a zombie movie, <laughs> just the way it, like it's shot. Um, and my dad and I went to see this and he loved uh, reveling in, like, cause he was, he lived in, um, mm. in, in LA as did my mom in 1969. Mm. So they, they were around this. They listened to KHJ with the real Don Steele and all that stuff. So the, for my dad, it was not even just a good movie. It was a uh, an old tourist trip mm. of things he used to know. So, nice. Because um, he used to go down Hollywood Boulevard. like A the, 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 lot of the stuff that he shoots was still there by the time he was old enough to walk down that area. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm glad Taco Bell changed their mascot from the one that they had back then. Because <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> that's just <laughs> wrong. Um, but, yeah, no, it's a wonderful film. I, yeah. I, I'm i glad you liked it. Yeah, it was awesome. Because um, I was curious how you'd feel about it. So. um Cool. Yeah.
0: Is, is that all you watched yeah. this week? Uh this week we saw Hobbs and Shaw. Bum, 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 bum. Zach, should people see Hobbs and Shaw? Bum, 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 bum.
2: Um Yeah, I would. I I don't know how to express why I would still watch a Fast and Furious movie because I've come to terms with the fact that it's never gonna change and I have to just start meeting it on its own terms. I will say, though, Hobbs and Shaw might be my favorite entry in the series precisely because it has very little to do with this series that's gone from essentially street racing to super spy shit. This one's just, oh, these are the super spies. That's all it is. All you need to know is that they fought in a supermax prison once, and that's it. Yeah. Because uh, it has nothing to do with Toretto or family or, you know, O'Connor or whatever. Like, it. And those things are fine for those movies, but this one was fun. I think watching those two work with each other is fun. I didn't think it was perfect, and we'll talk about what bothered me in the spoiler section.
0: Yeah, it's a fun movie. I mean, if you want to see The Rock and Statham just go at it mm-hmm. for two hours, Yeah, I mean, this is a movie you want to see. And it's shot really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, the split screen uh, of their day. Yep. Um, David Leitch really uh, Leitch yeah. really does directs the hell out of this. So I, I think it's fun. I mean, I knew what I was getting into seeing it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a fun movie. Here's yeah. a trailer for Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Get in
2: the
3: car.
1: We're all going. No, you. I said we're all going. Oh, come on. You might want to just.
2: He's doing what I think he's doing. I was on survival? 64. Cowboy up.
1: Of us if the three of us don't work together billions of people will die your sister is one of the toughest baddest
0: most capable women i've ever encountered no one could do it, better what kind of girl
1: i see what you're doing you think i'm stupid of course i think you're stupid oh h to the i never claimed to have
3: wings on
2: gonna need cars and guns.
3: Oh, I can handle that part. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry to bring this here, mama.
1: Luke, this is your home.
2: You're gonna get one star. More and ask
1: I'm like Superman. Here comes a kryptonite. Well, never
2: up. This is not good. We're going for a ride.
3: You you like movie my island, mother.
0: Neither love me or leave me alone. Allow me to reintroduce myself.
1: My name is.
2: So, so from the get go, um, I guess we should do the plot. Uh, Deckard Shaw's sister uh, st- implants herself with a virus so that Idris Elba can't get her- his hands on yep. it. Idris Elba is part of a super soldier program of some <laughs> yep. kind, being led by a mysterious voice who I'm assuming will be very important in Hobbs and Shaw Seven. Yeah. Um. And uh. And then they say like, "Well, like, like th- who's gonna stop me?" And then it immediately cuts to a split screen of. Two people who will not get along until they will get along. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's it it knows exactly what it is the way other Fast and Furious movies do, except I think
0: it's even more aware. I think it, it works uh, well because it's fun. Yeah. I mean, some of the Fast and Furious movies are fun, but when you cut away the fat of it's family and you get rid of Vin Diesel, and it's just two dudes who don't like each other, who have to save the world, and yeah. they just... Fight people.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, like, here's the thing. I I'm not as um, extreme as Ryan is on the Vin Diesel thing, but I do agree that Vin Diesel sometimes weighs a lot of things down. Um, it,
0: he my weighs p- him down because he's a he's a producer on it and he's the star, so yeah. he forces himself into scenes that maybe he shouldn't be in.
2: See, I I and I agree, and that's <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that's a fart. <laughs> um, no, I agree, and th- what. Immediately, though, what I see is that this film has a balance that the other Fast and Furious movies don't have. I think that's part of that's because you're only dealing with really two lead actors and then Idris Elba. Guess what the
3: fire sound
2: is. The fire sound? Guess what it sounds like. What does it sound like? That is wow, fire. That is fire. Yeah, I uh, we put out the fire with gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> See these eyes
0: so green. And
2: you don't want to watch cat people now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, it works well too because I think um, it's so over the top. And you know, um, what the fuck is I, Idris is Elba's character's name? Uh, Brexton. Brexton. uh Because <laughs> uh, he is so over the top. Yeah. And the stuff with the syndicate, or I don't know what the fuck their name is. Where they control everything is stupid. Yeah. Um, I when that stuff they start getting you know exposition heavy. Okay, can we just go to them driving cars and beating each other up? See, so yeah,
2: that's I. I was worried because I was like, oh, this is going to take itself way too seriously, isn't it? And then it doesn't. Yeah. Like every time I think it's going to go down that that hallway, it says no, not going down that hallway today. And I think
0: that uh, has a lot to do with the the rock being a producer and being the creative yeah. force behind it. Because he um, he understands, and I remember reading an interview with him just recently where he says, "This is what the movie is, and it's just fun. You know, we're just going to go out here and have some fun." Yeah, and um, and you can tell, and Statham is really fun in it. Um, he's fun in a lot of movies. I think I wish he had more comedy stuff because I mean he's great in Spy, and oh, I love him in Spy. Um, so you know, to see him kind of stretch out, and Vanessa Kirby's great in this movie.
2: Oh, I Ryan, I had a mad crush on yeah, Vanessa Kirby. She in this does movie. well. I did. Um, yeah. She, that, I was just like, dang.
0: And it's cool, too. You know, I, I don't know how many movies go to Samoa. Um, it's fun None. To and that. that's
2: why this movie is automatically amazing, is because it will go to a Samoa. And it will. It does a we've got to have a montage scene in a way that was just it worked. It yeah. was a great montage scene. It's it's shot like every other montage scene I've ever seen. But for some reason, it's better. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and uh, Eddie Marzan with a flamethrower in a uh, fricking Idris Elba's face, going like "I'm not small," or like, or yeah. like "I'm not, I'm not small change," and then yeah. he just blows him away. Um, yeah, um, but but we should talk about um, th- something that I thought was fun, but also I was not a fan of, which was the cameos.
0: I actually really liked Ryan Reynolds in it. He's not my my least favorite. I'll tell you who my least favorite uh, is. So I I thought he was kind of fun, yeah. Um, you know, calling Rock Rebecca and <laughs> yeah, it's just he's just silly in it.
2: I do like the line. It's at the post credit sequence where he's just like, um, like I, he's like, I didn't watch it. He's like, well, we got to talk about it because nobody wants to talk about the end of Game of Thrones with me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: but yeah, no, I mean that's a fine cameo as is, um, um uh, uh Helen Mirren and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, it, this is not to be. I liked the Kevin Hart moment on the plane. I wish they hadn't brought him back. I wish it was just on the plane.
0: Well, they set up that they need to bring him back.
2: Yeah, I know it. It works. I just it wasn't my favorite thing. I don't hate. Like it's. It's not like I'm saying don't let Kevin Hart do this.
0: It's more of just like I could do without this. What I think's fun about it though is the rock probably has called up his friends. Yeah. He's saying, just... Hey, you want to riff for a day on the set? Yeah. Which I was like but actually, you know, Reynolds kind of became a really extended. He's almost like, I wouldn't even say it's a cameo in it. He's a character because he has that probably five minute scene in the diner. Yeah. And then he has the one or two minute thing with them on the phone. Yeah. And then he's in two out of the three post credit sequences.
2: Yeah. I mean, they probably shot his stuff really quick. Oh yeah. Um, sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, actually, Kevin Hart's character, you know what's funny? I like the idea of Kevin Hart's character. I just felt like that his scenes, unfortunately, grind certain things to a halt, but the scenes themselves are funny. Like, I do like Kevin Hart from time to time, and that was a funny Kevin Hart thing hey, where he's, right. he's like, this is my voice. When you talk about? This yeah. is my voice. Yeah. No, that's not your voice. That's not the what the voice is. About. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, and he hands up his card. This is my email. from my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Um, And yeah, um, (laughs) oh, I, 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 this was a, here's a juvenile gag for you. Um, they have to change their biometrics and their ID photos and whatnot. So, uh, Vanessa Kirby's character goes in like kind of like nerdy clothing. Uh, Statham goes in like a ski instructor outfit kind of thing, like man about town. And then, uh, Dwayne Johnson goes there, but Jason Statham changed his card to say, uh, uh, was small cock or something like yeah. that i was just like that was like the dumbest fifth grade <laughs> laugh out of me going like, <laughs> like i was just like this this isn't good but this is great at the it's same fun.
0: time yeah you um know, it's fun it, everyone's wild. it's awesome to see a movie like this yeah because it's doesn't take itself seriously, it's just fun
2: yeah my o- my, my only other big issue with the film honestly is the I guess it's the obvious sequel setup with the with, with the head of the uh superhuman program yeah. where he's just like oh, you are proven to be the, the the greatest enemies of mine ever we shall meet again like <laughs> yeah. and then like goodbye for now like i'm just like it was almost the equivalent of Skeletor, or, not Skeletor, of um, Cobra Commander yeah. saying, I'll get you, Joes, and then leaving yeah. the show. And it's like, well, that's the end of the episode, guys. Good night. Yeah. Um,
0: it's supposed to leave you wanting, but all I want is to see Rock and Statham together. I don't yeah, really care about the other stuff.
2: That's the thing. I think it knows that that's why you're going, so this is just there to have an excuse to do it. Mm. Um, but the thing is, I'd love to see, not Clerks, but something like Clerks with those two just talking because I think they're really good at comedic timing. Oh yeah, timing. that
0: scene where they're like
2: "fuck this guy." Yeah, that 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 moment, <laughs> like <I was>, how <laughs> the Rock throws a chair and it just bounces like because it's that like industrial steel, <laughs> um, uh, or the industrial glass. But um, uh, and then uh, the scene with uh Vanessa Kirby and The Rock, uh, in the interrogation room. And uh, the uh, the Rock calls his daughter later, and he's like, that, "You know, that might be flirting." He's like, "Nobody said it was flirting." Like, <laughs> yeah. Um And yeah, it, it was fun. It's yeah. fine. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately, I would rewatch this over any other Fast and Furious oh, yeah. movie simply because it's not attached to that mythos. That being said, though, I think I'm gonna actually try to finish up this franchise and give you an ultimate ranking, nice, because uh, I. I will say like, I get better when the rock shows up. I haven't finished too fast, too furious, but I've seen the first 45 minutes now as of today. Uh, and I liked John Singleton a lot. I will say like for, for how goofy it might be too fast, too furious is the one that's grasping my attention. The best.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's in the, in CNN, the movies, John Singleton's in it a lot. I'm like, Oh, and he's really good in it too. You
2: miss him. And you're just like, boys in the hood, poor justice. Oh,
0: he's really awesome. And he, why, loves movies you're and, just
2: like why didn't we give him more to do yeah. oh, fuck Hollywood totally. anyway
0: what are we watching next week next week I, I think I want to do scary stories to tell in the dark I do too the question is what's the we, other movie coming is, out I don't know
2: can I look that up yeah. while you riff for a second
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the story about Rad. he <laughs> is gonna do
0: some stuff <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a story all about how my life got turned right upside down. You don't like that song. You don't
2: like that guy. You can't do that. Or can you? I don't know. Um, don't worry. I'll edit all this out later. Uh, July, August. Ooh, the Nightingale's coming out, too. Uh, Babadook director. Uh, I guess it's... I guess it's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, The Kitchen is also coming out, which looks interesting, uh, or Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Yep. unless you want to watch The Art of Racing in the Rain, which is mm-hmm. uh, Milo, Venomelia, and a dog have to solve their problems together. Nope. I'm good without doing that. Yeah. Uh, and The Peanut Butter Falcon, which I actually think looks fun, but um, I don't think we'll be able to all find that in the same theater. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we will find a movie to watch. Yep. Uh I think uh you will be pleasantly surprised we we'll be picked out. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do the 14th though because I won't be here and the only movie coming out is Blinded by the Light, which I want to see. Yeah. But I will not be available for that. Yeah, um, we'll figure so. it out. We always do. Yep, we always we always at Real Nerds podcast figure out our shit until we don't figure out our shit. <laughs>
0: then we're just shitty.
2: Yes. Shit 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 shit. All right, All right. until next
0: week yep. guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.